Hello, friends. Welcome to the Oh Dear podcast. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, we're back. The three of us. The return of the king. <laughs> <laughs> that has yeah. to be the podcast name. And I always love referring to oneself as the king. What's worse, uh, return of the king referring to yourself or the other one that was the boys are back in town. <laughs> oh, I like the boys. Uh, yeah. They're both so bad. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the king really, I really like that pompousness that it provides <laughs> i'll tell you what i listened to the episode last week and not to get too you know inside podcast but great episode oh thank, thank you, you. I yeah. Todd, yeah i take a lot of credit for it i feel like i carried no todd was awesome todd Todd's was great. the best todd came out hilariously on fire well he yeah. burns you and then he burns us <laughs> I know, like was, we're sitting there laughing like about how oh yeah this is so hilarious he's burning brett and then he goes yeah well when the host is out and they're only two co-hosts here yeah here, I, so I was like oh my god <laughs> we're just getting burned from all angles it's, it felt, scorched the earth it, it felt good to hear that it felt good to yeah. be you know i didn't expect that it there's something pathetic about like Listening to, because I, I listen to you guys talk, and I mean, you're my close friends. I just find you funny. But oh, it, there's something funny about also when your name is mentioned on a podcast, you're like, oh. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the, how Ooh. fucking, these are my friends. They're talking about me. Oh. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, they love me. It, like it's There's like a mini moment of the slightest ego of like, oh my God, me? You're I, like a little bit like, ooh, I'm famous. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's two people whose lives I'm, you know, solidly in. It's also your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh, before man. we start the show, uh, let's do some plugs. What do you guys got going on? You want to start, Christian? Yeah, uh, March 4th, King Latifah album release party Fucking at the right. Comic wow. Strip Live. It's going to be yeah. so much fun. I haven't done like a big All About Me New York show in a long time, so uh, come out to that, Comic Strip Live. You can get tickets at ChristianDuranComedy.com, $10 right now. That's it. Or 15 at the door, so get them now. And uh, send me a picture of you buying the ticket. Actually, I'll get a notification when you do. And I'll thank you on my Instagram and all that good stuff. Oh, but, damn. Oh, yeah. That's, that is great. By the way, <laughs> speaking of people saying they bought something and not, people would be like, yo, dude, I bought your album. And I'm like, I know you didn't. <laughs> I certifiably know yeah. you didn't. Because you can. Because I get all those receipts. I get all the receipts. <laughs> I don't know. I You think it was going to. Band camp? Yeah. And if no. anybody's counting. <laughs> <laughs> and you for your album you have to like it's like a radiohead name your price, right? It you know, well, it was. Minimum oh. I think I made the minimum like oh, okay. uh actually I was probably crappy. I made the minimum to start ten dollars. <laughs> which is actually ruder because it's the you're I'm almost not like exploiting but i'm almost the people who are like very guaranteed to buy it yeah i'm charging probably the max it can charge yeah and they're almost let's be real in this era when someone buys the digital version of your album they're just being nice yeah yeah they know they can get it on spotify or yeah I, Apple it's very Music. helpful and it's always appreciated but at yeah. the end of the day it's, it's like, effectively them yeah. being like hey this yeah. is a small gesture it's not a huge thing but it right. is uh, anyway, that was a side tangent. Plug away, Brett. Uh, you know, not much to plug. Just uh, check out the Rail Brothers. We got a, a sketch slash business project launching in the next three days. Come rags, baby. Come, come rags <laughs> will be launched on Valentine's Day. Oh, what a perfect day! And we think it's a perfect day to launch come rags because you you know you'll be able to get 
You know, you could just you'll be able to say I love you the right way with <laughs> with a cum rag. Yeah, instead of making her use a you know a sack. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, like well, a cretin. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. Is they are primarily for masturbation. Uh, but also for sex or intimate times, yeah, yeah, the dishes. They're for loving couples. <laughs> the dishes. You can use them for the dishes. You can use them. I like the idea of an all-in-one universal rag that you can use for dishes. Come, <laughs> it's a marital rag. <laughs> I polished my wooden table with this. And the funny I, thing is, is I don't need wood polish. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> What a glisten. Oh, man. This oh, is dear. a miracle. That's uh, hilarious. Whitmer, uh, what do you uh, got Right the day after Christian show. You earned um, it. You earned March it. 5th, uh, Hungry Wit is the next Hungry Wit. I'm debating. I think I'm going to make a lasagna, though. So wow. it's going to be wow. so good. The last one was a lot of fun and... You know, great crowd. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that was a, I yeah, I had a lot of fun with that show. That was a really really fun. Um, and then at the end of the month, I'm I'm headlining Philadelphia on the 28th and 29th of February. Woo! New York City Comedy Invades on Eventbrite. Uh, and yeah, you know, follow me on Instagram. I, I I've been plugging this cooking show for a long time. I promise it's coming That's out. Right. I think it'll be this spring. Uh, I'm still waiting on some uh, some production to be finished post production. Wow. But um, other than that, guys. Uh, yeah, like us, subscribe to us, give us five stars, all that good stuff. And I think we're ready for some uh, signature tunage. Oh, Butter. Butter, baby. It is good to be back. <laughs> no, I'm That's how you know you're back. Welcome to the ODR Podcast. Oh, man. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. I do want to say this in regards to that song. I kind of think, <laughs> well, it relates to just song in general, and it's a general topic of conversation. Yeah. That song, I think... I might have, you know, when you get a walkout song when you're a, bat, a batter in the ba- in yeah. the major leagues, mm-hmm. I think that would be it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you know. I know you don't want to know what my old one was for the longest time. <laughs> I always thought it'd be funny to have your. Oh, walkout I thought it was song. for the longest time by Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! For the longest time, <laughs> the doo-wop. They well, You're like, yeah, like, let's play some ball. <laughs> yeah, but that they should be more fun with it. They're always yeah. like the same eight songs. Very much. Yeah. So, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, so why, what would yours be? It would be. I always thought it'd be funny to come out to. Why can't we be yeah. friends? Why can't we be friends? That's amazing. That would be my walkout. Have you ever thought about your either of yours? Well, Christian doesn't really like sports, but he would have a wrestling song, right? Because don't they? No, oh, no, yeah. No, I would go that way too. I would pick something really off kilter, like "Sweet Dreams Are Made of Me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I would pick like a unknown Chumbawamba song, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a track that no one's really heard of. They just know the one song by yeah. them. <laughs> like if I was a wrestler and I was a heel. I would pick who let the dogs out. Because everyone would be like, ah, fuck this guy. Uh, if I was a hero, I'd go by uh, that that Friday song by what was her name, Rebecca something that one hit wonder. Oh yeah, yeah, Friday, Friday. Friday. Oh, that'd be oh, amazing. Wow. So, that would be. 
meathead with a handlebar mustache walks out to I, that. Yeah, God, I always think I always think Christian Duran. I think one of the biggest mistakes of your life. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. Was not sooner becoming a wrestler. Oh yeah, it's not the sooner. Shit. As if I'm like, there's still he's, time. He's not. A, <laughs> he's not a wrestler now, though. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. No, he he. Well, he sends me tapes. <laughs> oh, maybe. Is Christian not sending you the tapes no, of him I, in his I, bedroom? Man, I don't get those. I, oh, he you know piles just underwear. <laughs> Under, me and my underwear with mat, uh, makeup on. Yeah, you bought a sex face doll, face. but just so you can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, no, no, it's just for my wrestling moves. <laughs> and then I pin them and count them myself. One, two, three, and then you see me awkwardly going over to the camera to turn it off. That's <laughs> the end of the video. Oh man! And Natasha's yelling in the other room. Nick Christian, shut up! Are you are you wrestling again? I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing stuff. Oh, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but don't you think, like, because there's always, okay, so there's always, honestly, oftentimes, like, diehard comedy fans, like, yeah. sometimes there's a, a shard of them that no doubt wishes I they're know, a comedian. I know one yeah. comedian who's becoming a wrestler, or who's training for wrestling. Wow. What? Really? Ron, well, Ron Funches did it, and I he, think he quit. He trained for wrestling? Yeah, he was like, I'm going to be a wrestler, and then he went to wrestling school. It's got to be so hard. And then he was like... Ah, I think I'm good being a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's another comedian. I think Benel Germosen. You know oh yeah. That? He. Um, yeah, I know Benel. He start, oh, I guess he start. Yeah. But Ber- Benel. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say his name yeah. correctly. But he started wrestling school, and I asked him, "Does taking a bump hurt as much as I thought?" And he goes, "It hurts every single time." What's taking a bump like falling? It means falling flat back on yeah. your back and taking. A bump. I don't know how they do it because like. I, if you watch, there's a show Tough Enough where they would get like, it's a reality show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Five people want to become WWE superstars. So we're going to, and they take the bump the first day. And that's like the first thing you do. And you have to do it every single night. What right? is a bump? A bump is flat back bump. It's like falling so on the someone ground. someone runs, uh, you know, like kind of runs into you and then you just flat back you fl- flat the top back. part of your back, right? Yeah, I think. You got to lay yeah. as flat as possible to so your back absorbs the most impact. The thing is like if somebody picks you up and slams you, you need to fall right. Otherwise, you're going to fucking hurt yourself, really hurt yourself. You're going to hurt yourself regardless. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. they do it like 15, like 100 times in a match, and it looks like it doesn't hurt. But I guess they have so much adrenaline going that it's fine. But he said that, yeah, it's the worst thing ever. Well, how is there wrestling school? How is Dude, there a comedy I, school? Well, no, but is there a comedy school? I yeah, mean, there's like, comedy classes. Well, D.F. Sweetler teaches one, but it's not like it's like a <laughs> like a thing that anybody respects. I, I mean, mean <laughs> people teach uh, comedy classes, but are any of them like that's you got to do that? Like, like I think Booker that T has a wrestling school, doesn't he? Yeah, that's so weird. They're just, I don't know. They, these guys got to make an income somehow when they stop. So they train like new people who want to wrestle, and then that's it. And it's like oftentimes the wrestling school is very driven toward like, hey, you guys can actually become wrestlers. You I know, mean, there's like improv classes where it's like, just do it with your coworkers. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, but they're not. Well, it's. I mean, if you go to Booker T school, there's a chance that you could be seen by. Is WWE. that a, Why isn't is it that a historically a... black wrestling school? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could literally like, I'll go to Booker T University. Booker T. Brown Wrestling School. Yeah, HBWS, Historical yeah. Black Wrestling School. Um, but wh- why isn't it just a gym? Like, you train at a UFC gym. Why is it a school for wrestling? Because they... Because it's not a sport? Okay, boom. Got it. Oh, <laughs> well, they charge tuition, and you go and you train eight hours a day to be a wrestler. 
They should just call it a gym, though, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a semantics I mean, you argument. Can, well, but no, like, because a gym is way different. But, like, if you go to, if you're, like, a, oh. there's UFC gyms, you learn to do UFC at a gym, you no, train. But, it's yeah. like, I don't know, it just seems to me. But a, if you go to theater class, you go to a theater. So wrestling is more theater it than it is. The building. It, it, absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely is. What is wrestling more theater? What is it the most of? Because wrestling is interesting because it's a combination of yeah. every form of entertainment. Yeah. It's like, it is like acting drama but also athletics yeah but it's, also retarded it's like it's coming <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're never kidding, gonna I'm hurt me around. by shitting on wrestling i know i, I actually love... i actually like wrestling too <laughs> uh uh yeah it's definitely theater it's definitely it's just using fucking loud sounds to make it look like you're fighting it's fake fighting with a lot of magic it's tricks. so much delusions. it is it's I, stage so combat baby. i would basically think though like it's more of a physical thing than it is a theater thing it's not like you couldn't just put like a thespian guy yeah. in wrestling school whereas yeah, no. you could take a fucking ex-football player and make right. him a wrestler by yes. just being like go yeah so like it's i think it has more of a physical demand than like a theatrical demand is yeah. my point of it so if you're a, a high gym. school wrestler <laughs> if you're a high school wrestler you'll probably be a pretty good professional wrestler yeah really because yeah. you know body movements yeah, because even you, though sorry, I no, no, I was just saying you have quickness and you know certain things, certain basic things that would go into it. I guess I don't know. I'm, you're talking to a fan. I don't know anything yeah. about like actual. Yeah, but we're also talking to a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't dream of like putting on face paint. As soon as Christian makes it big, every time he he headlines a show, he's gonna bring a belt out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put it on the, yeah. the, the 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 stool and just be like, if anyone wants to challenge me for that, yeah. <laughs> just line up, bitch. I would do that if I was in roast battle or something. <laughs> I just bring my belt out. Yeah. I'm just fucking. You want to take on the champ? <laughs> you want to box with God? <laughs> box with God. <laughs> That's uh, great. I, I did want to talk about one thing because yeah, you man. mentioned it before. The Radiohead like pay what you uh, what you think. Oh yeah, yeah, Adam, yeah, yeah. An album is worth. Yeah. How much do you think somebody paid for that Radiohead album when it first came out? In Rainbows? the one that you could pay uh, zero said, dollars for, oh, yeah. or or whatever. You do you wanted. think anybody paid like thousand dollars? No. You don't think so at all? Maybe the guy's I think there's one cousin. weirdo. Yeah. I think there's like a rich weirdo. That's so funny that like Radiohead's cousin would be like, hey, let me help you out. <laughs> Radiohead. They were the already I know. pretty damn big. Yeah. yeah. I see you You guys aren't doing too well here. But like that's, Radiohead's fans, though, it's, I mean, listen, it's rock and roll. So it's not like some like, you know, rich, sophisticated person's art. It's yeah. a lot of like people's you know art so like no one Radiohead is... skews richer though radiohead you think so i would I say their like... audience probably i mean has some well money. maybe now like the audience that started with them now are in their 50s or whatever or 40s and they have jobs and stuff but i feel like during that time it was kind of like grungy it was kind of like i don't know i don't know radiohead well at all it's like the one one huge like gaping hole in my like music fandom yeah. knowledge is radiohead and that I've like never listened to OK Computer. I've never listened to In Rainbows. What? Really? I've never listened to Kid A. I, I don't know. It's for whatever reason. I just have they passed me by. I think they were a little bit smidge before my like heavy music listening discovering age. Yeah. And so it's and I for whatever reason I've never just gone back because yeah. There's I certain, don't know. There's certain things that just miss you. 
You totally. know what I mean? Like, there's movies that I'm like, no, I've never seen that. And people are like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I just never. It's not like I've been like, fuck it. You know what I was? I just, I've just never really had the the opportunity or like the presence of mind to make sure that I'm seeing it or listening yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know the radio had hits that were on the radio. I wouldn't know anything about. It's Tom York, right? That's yeah. the guy. Yeah. That's really all I can tell you. There's like three or four hits I remember, and then I remember the guy's name. But I'm not, I was never really a huge fan, not because I didn't like them, but just the same reason kind. I never really listened to all of their music. Does uh, this idea make sense? You talk about stuff passing you by, and then it's you're like, oh, it's too late. Yeah, totally. That's how I feel with so much like Trump impeachment shit. <laughs> it's like people are naming people, and it's like Game of Thrones. Like yeah. I didn't wa- tune in early. Yeah. So now I'm not going to be able, and they'll say a name. They'll be like, can you believe what Robert Mathis said? And I'm like, is that a no, good guy or bad guy? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that, I, it's just, yeah, there's too many characters. Yeah. Anyway, Christian, you were going to say something. Oh, no, I was just going to say Radiohead, uh, they sold 1.2 million digital copies of that album. Mm. But they six, made $600,000. <laughs> downloaders paid an average of $2.26 per download globally, and 62% of downloaders paid nothing. <laughs> of those who paid, the average paid was $6 globally, with 12% uh, paying between $8 and $12, around the typical cost of an album. Uh, Radiohead said, dismissed the report as wholly inaccurate. And Tom York stated that Radiohead made more money from digital sales of that album than the digital sales of all previous Radiohead well, albums. Well, because combined. if he didn't, he would admit that he was wrong. <laughs> His experiment <laughs> was stupid and to trust people. <laughs> Which, by the way, he was wrong. I mean, he was. But there's also, like, him doing that, it's like... There's a whole host of things. It's it's so much... I think a lot of people don't realize the like artist when they buy something. But when it's a band that big, you probably are and people are more aware that these guys are rich yeah and they're like fuck them but then also sometimes it can be frustrating because jordan and i we were like you know we produce shows on the road and like sell tickets whatever and sometimes people will think that you almost want to be like the money goes to the person you're looking at yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't know if they're always aware of that yeah they are because i've sometimes have people be rude or refund requests or like at a show this past weekend where we had sold it out and there was two people that hadn't yet got tickets. And uh, I said, hey, guys, I'm going to have to ask you to leave at around, like, showtime. And they said, oh, the manager said we could stay. And I go, uh, well, if there are people who paid tickets, I'm going to have to ask you to stand so they can have their seats because they bought tickets. And then they said, all right. And then I went back to them and I go, hey, because we didn't – people bought tickets and didn't show up, so we had seats. So I said, hey, take those seats. By the way, let's do this. Uh, if you like the show, pay for tickets at the end. Uh, and then, of course, it was not. a fucking phenomenal show. And we're like, at the end of the, I was standing by the door being like, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, yeah, it's great. And he just left Peace. with his wife. <laughs> and it yeah. also annoyed me because he was in his 50s and he yeah. liked it. Yeah. Well, anybody who would go, the manager told us we could say, is a person that's just going to take advantage of anything. But it's like, oh. But that, that's the thing, too. Like, I think it's, like, the feeling that they were – they got in for free made it – you know, like, it's just, like, the tickets are, like, what, 15 bucks? It's, like – The tickets to that show oh, were, like, 10. Yeah. Oh, man, you yeah. saved the $20. You're such a good guy, you know? Yeah. Like, do you really feel like a VIP now? Like, because like, yeah. you saved the $20? On this show? Yeah, you didn't yeah. sneak into, like, a, you know, Snoop Dogg concert and got front row. Yeah. Was it's, he wearing a button-down collared shirt bro, with different colored – 
uh, wrists things, you know, cuffs, <laughs> different colored no, cuffs, no, no, no. <laughs> and jeans with a ponytail, gray hair, and his wife was fucking. A bitch. We describe a man we hate, and then we're just like, fucking yeah. bitch. <laughs> for his wife was like, Sometimes that's all you need, to though. to be hot, yeah. Yeah, I, he was just a man in his 50s who looked well off, and yeah. that stuff always bums you out. Yeah. But that's a side, that's a side half interesting, if that at all, anecdote. No, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you guys. Should we review, <laughs> should we review everyone's anecdotes yeah. of the show from now on? We just stop yeah. and reflect immediately yeah. afterwards. That was a three point five. Was, <laughs> I'm not all tens, man. I'm. I don't know if I've ever. Had <laughs> did you guys watch the uh, Academy Awards? I did. Yeah. You know what's fun? You can never satisfy anybody. Like no. Parasite not dominated it won like yeah. everything and even after I, I go on twitter and someone was like oh so the movie that won the best screenplay and best director and best picture oh all the but there's none of the actors were nominated huh i'm like dude can you just you want yeah. everything else yeah. like i know you want this weird world but i'm still angry yeah you're never satisfied <laughs> so because you were ready you had tweets ready for one another movie one so you could be like mm, parasite was better and by the way it wasn't parasite kind of wasn't that great i love that they're like but what Love do I to do respond with the, to it? Yeah. No, I was gonna say, but what do I do with the anger that I had before the Oscars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just want to be angry, yeah, yeah, don't you? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, I, you're completely right. Some people are unsatisfiable. Uh, it's also pathetic that people project so much emotion onto awards that have literally nothing to do. It's yeah. more pathetic than sports. Yeah. It is more pathetic than sports because at least sports, you grew up with maybe a team yeah. in an area or memories. And there's some positively. sort of community attached to it. You're yeah. a Chiefs fan. You guys won the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm a Super Bowl champ. Yeah. I told my girlfriend, what's you it won, like baby. to a Super Bowl champ? <laughs> and she said, Brad, I'm a New England fan. And I said, I know I'm Humble to date a six-time champion every day. <laughs> but yeah, their sports have like almost like public utility of like it's also you there's utility to knowing sports because then you can just talk to a lot of different random people, types yeah. of people. And uh, people get obsessed with arts placement makes no sense to me. Yeah, I also think that like we need to like cut it with the metaphor shit because Parasite's a fine movie, but when you have this like thing where you're like, well, it's a metaphor for something, the class thing. It's like, okay, if if there if the movie is a metaphor, what the movie is saying is that poor people are parasites on rich people. Well, I, no the, spoilers. I mean, I will spoil it. It's okay, so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Parasite, yeah. go kill yourself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not really. But the whole movie is about a, a poor family who do, sneaks their lives into a rich people's family and then tr takes them for all their worth, and then one of them ends up dead. So yeah, like, if, if anybody's a parasite, it's this poor family. So if you're watching the movie and you take it at face value, you go, oh, it's called Parasite because this weird poor family are parasites, and what they're doing is really fucking wrong and evil. But if you're trying to extrapolate it into some bigger social commentary... <clears throat> You're you're actually doing yourself a disservice because if you watch the movie, the people who are the actual shitty parasites are the poor people. So if you're gonna say it's a representation of class, then what you're saying is is that poor people are shit. Right. That's what the movie is. That what the movie is about? How shitty so. poor people no, are? No, I just no, really. Well, how so. how was anybody else a parasite Joe, besides the poor people? I, I, well, I no. Go ahead, Brett. Uh, all right, I'll take I'll take some. <laughs> uh, 
But I would say that the movie it's actually also the inverse. Is that the way you can take it as oh these this poor family is taking advantage of the rich family, but also the rich family is parasites on the poor people. They like take basically they are parasites of the poor people's misfortune to keep living the most maximum charmed of lives. While the poor people are but, in this movie, like take the take the night where it was a, a basically a flood, a, just yeah. like a downpouring of rain, yeah. tons. For the rich family, their kid was in the backyard in a teepee kind of playing sleepover. And for the poor families and, like, their village or their whatever section of the city, it was, like, the worst night ever. Their yeah. homes were flooded and they almost yeah. died and people... He's, and the yeah. kid's literally, like, playing. The kid's like, yeah. playing. Like, oh, this is so, awesome. And if the the family didn't come home early, those poor people would have just been living it up in a mansion, not giving a fuck about their poor little dwelling. Yeah. Well, I think I think the whole thing about that movie is basically they want you to empathize with the poor family because they're sort of um I mean, when we first meet them, they're in fucking the worst situation. Even though yeah. they're like stealing Wi-Fi and doing all this stuff, I would say they're probably victims of their circumstances, maybe. You could argue that. But the thing is it's like especially with that last shot is I think what the movie's sort of saying is like these people are going to be stuck in this position forever with the false hope that Dream. one day they can mm. uh, like attain okay, that level of Okay, but how is that a parasite? Mm -hmm. Like a parasite is a specific thing in nature. Well, it's uh, literally uh, something infesting a host and like fucking with, like it, there's the, nothing in there. It's like both the, ways. The rich I don't see, are, but, the, but the rich yeah. are the host in this scenario. Yeah, but that's to me the, well, the, I think the, the title is so interesting because I think it is double meaning. I think it means something different in Korean too. Oh, is that and, what it is? And maybe. I, a side thing is I also think that um, not only is it a double meaning, but I also think the new name Parasite is such an effective title for the movie because going into it, what was so fun is knowing literally nothing. I didn't know it was Korean. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything I didn't know either. An actor. Christian told me to see it, and then I didn't look up any spoilers. Yeah. I didn't look up so any right actors. I didn't know who directed it. I just knew it was going to be in Korean. That's the only thing I knew. Yeah. By the way, by far the best way to see a movie Always. is to know as little as possible. Even you, a dumb movie will be better. You know, fun it would be, and it's a yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It's true. And, <laughs> I agree, but um, but but I also the, the name parasite. Was... Oh, go just ahead, uh, this is like the last two second point. Uh, um, it's an effective title because it sounds like a horror title. Like it yeah. sounds yeah. like a like a almost tacky Hollywood horror movie. Yeah, but then also it's effective because like class issues, not to be like Mister Art Hum over here, but they are very much horrific. Like yeah. that, it is yeah. horror, not just. So I thought that's why the title worked. Anyway, go ahead, Wit. That's my point. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I would say the thing is, I went into it not knowing anything either, and I was expecting some sort of like horror aspect of it. Yeah. And I was expecting some sort of like supernatural twist, maybe, oh, or something like yeah. sixth sensey. You know, like I was literally expecting that the whole time, so that a little bit affected the way I watched the movie. But I, I, I actually enjoyed the whole thing through. I just wasn't like enamored with it when I left. I wasn't like, wow, that was the best movie ever. That definitely deserves yeah. best picture. Which I'm very, very rarely do I think that the movie that wins best picture is actually like Shape of Water. I mean, there's a there's a lot of movies that were yeah. I thought were fine, but they weren't like amazing but like don't you feel like like <clears throat> christian you're i think the biggest movie buff here how many movies do you think kind of make their way into sort of the general collective consciousness 
for for several like many years to come, five, ten years even. Uh, one or two a year. Yeah, yeah I would probably say probably then. like there's probably like four or five for every year. Okay, I would that argue, many. Yeah, maybe ten. Honestly, I mean, like if you look at the top ten of every year, yeah. you go, oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. I mean, just think about this year alone. I mean, there was a bunch. Uh, but also like like last year get out you know like a couple years ago i mean get out um i feel like there's always movies that kind of stay in the zeitgeist but very rarely do these win best picture which is always funny they talk about that in the rewatchables how like the artist will win the best picture in the academy award or or like moonlight or something but no one really those movies don't really stay with you like no one's still talking about the artist or moonlight now yeah i think parasite is one at least Personally, the way I viewed it, I was like, that really was the most interesting movie I've seen. In Why were they calling it a black comedy, years. though? Because uh, Tyler no, Perry was, was not in <laughs> uh, But there was no real. If Tyler Perry, if Medea had been one of the <laughs> housekeepers. <laughs> I mean, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. There was no really. Peaches. <laughs> there was no. Peaches. <laughs> there was very specific Paris. Uh, there was no real comedy in the movie, though. There's not it, any. It was funny. It was like. What was funny? The like, mom. The mom's like kind of absent-mindedness so she was played a little for laughs. Uh, that's yeah. not comedy shut up you both know better come on oh she's a little well, forgetful I mean, what do you all want? hilarious you she have fucking early Don onset. And have if you're gonna right. call something a black comedy there better be some fucking satire well, there was, was very little satire yeah, I there, thought there, there was, was zero there was no there was like slight comedic but it's also that like sometimes when movies are just kind of harder harder to classify Sometimes people just go, oh, comedy. Yeah, like yeah. They, they do this thing where it'll be like barely funny. Yeah. It's kind of just a movie about some stuff. And it sort of is just a movie. And they just call it a comedy because yeah. it's it, it's not so heavy. It's a drama. Right. That feels too heavy of a term. Like Pulp Fiction is often described as like a dark comedy. It's not really, though. No I mean, there's funny lines, I guess, but like it's not really that. But I don't sometimes know. Yeah. the best movies are those ones that are so hard to classify. Yeah. Like, Goodfellas is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's because Joe Pesci's just... I know, exactly. He doesn't... I don't know if he knows that even though he's, like, a badass gangster mob <clears throat> boss yeah. and Irishman, I'm like, it's just hilarious to watch him. Yeah. It's just Joe Pesci just makes me laugh. He is wasted on real film. He should absolutely <laughs> be the biggest comedy star. Dude, but that's the thing about the Irishman that was so impressive is that you were kind of expecting him to have this, like really big Joe Pesci and he was so reserved and so dude I always say like there was a fucking scene in that movie where he orders a hit by raising his eyebrows that movie and I was like wow that movie's fucking you think it's overrated I mean sometimes you're watching a movie you know when we watch Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2 and 3 we're like oh Adam Sandler's just hanging out with his friends yeah Yeah. that's exactly (laughs) what that movie is for that Italian rap pack that's their Grown Ups it's just Pesci Pacino De Niro and Scorsese going like you guys what are you You guys guys doing what are you guys doing in March oh let's just do a movie All right, let's get the gang back and they just shuffle who's the mob boss All right, Pesci you were more of like the Whatever the hothead, firecracking yeah. sidekick. Now you're the mob boss. Yeah. And De Niro, you're Irish, even though you sound incredibly Italian. <laughs> one, yeah. Going back to Parasite real quick. One yeah. thing that I also didn't particularly. I, I don't feel like they explained it very well. And I was almost wondering if there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where they let the 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 exterminators gonna go through uh, with all the mist or whatever that kills bugs, mm. and they go. Um, Hey, uh, 
let the sticks let it all come into our house because it'll kill the bugs i almost felt like their behavior changed after they inhaled all that shit <laughs> because for no out of nowhere they're all geniuses so out of nowhere she is an export uh expert uh document forger he uh, and an art person who like can can basically fool a rich person about her kids art he all of a sudden can, is english and he knows everything the dad is an impeccable driver like where do these skills come from well I is that another thing where they're like see poor people are really talented but they don't have opportunities and is that what they're trying to say i actually thought that kind of was the thing is like if they would be they uh, and it's not because they're poor i'm saying the parents are probably not the best parents yeah so maybe these kids could have had a chance if they were raised with some different parents is yeah. what i think um, yeah yeah i also think that is fair that you see them be talented but it is probably harder yeah to rise whether like their their skills that literally her skills are used for forgery like she could she could be a graphic designer somewhere but she uses her skills instead for like conning these people yeah so like the kid and they're also acting that's another thing they're yeah. expert thespians mm -hmm. well their survival <laughs> depends on it in that in that way i know but like you just gotta think that like you could have just took the job as the tutor and then saved up money and then you could have just been the fucking korean leonardo dicaprio like, or they could. <laughs> like, like, like what the fuck like you like they said that it pays a lot why can't you save up your money Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, but like, I, th I think the right wing's coming out. No, God damn it. I'm fucking around. I don't know. I, I just was like a little bit like, oh, they're all just amazing. Like, they're all just crazy talented. They can, they can fool people. They're expert liars. They're expert actors. <laughs> they all have an expertise. The guy's even saying how he's driving the car and he's holding his fucking cup out. And they're like, oh, this guy is the best driver ever. I'm like, what the fuck? Just be a driver. Like, if you all had jobs you wouldn't be folding pizza boxes yeah. and you could fuck you know what i mean like how did you become an expert driver if you if you don't have a car or you don't drive i don't know there was some was uh, like a, there was like one or two lines about I, I forgot what the lines were about but they did sort of like um imply or suggest like the dad had some schemes that didn't work out. Yeah, like the cake uh, shop. Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. What was interesting is the cake shop was also mentioned by the other, uh, another per in the movie who, it was almost like, oh, that like a lot of poor people thought the cake shop was going to be their way out. I remember yeah. someone else said, oh. had failed for the cake shop. It might have been the guy in the basement who went crazy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Anyway, it was a good movie. And yeah, I, think I liked it a lot. It's, but that, that, I, even that, like this discussion, so many movies don't even inspire yeah. that. Like, you just see and you're like, oh, it's great. We all walked out of a... Or it sucked. We all walked out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and like I remember leaving that movie with you guys and just being like, I don't, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> and then on the ride home, we were like talking about it. We talked about it so much that at one point I go, I think I really like that movie <laughs> based on how much we're talking about it. Like We've been yeah. talking about this movie for like two hours. Yeah. It's almost like an aftertaste. Yeah. I don't know if there's a food that like tastes good after like... I mean, this doesn't exist, but after like an hour, <laughs> you're just still chewing on like, it. Oh shit, that is good. Oh, I found a little piece of cheese in my mouth between my teeth. It's more like if you burp and you taste it, you're like, oh, that was still good, <laughs> even though it was a burp. <laughs> the burp was really good for that meal. The meal Has anybody sucked. ever had that while vomiting? They're like uh. throwing up a meal that was so good that they're like, this isn't fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually intentionally threw it off to experience yeah, it. This one is more the time. acidic version of what I ate earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's more like I'm just like throwing it up and be like, oh yeah, I had that. <laughs> but hey, guys, it was awesome. I was bummed I didn't get it to talk about the Super Bowl at all with either of you. In particular, Whitmer. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I I really really did you watch yeah. the full game? Did you like have a chance to? Yeah, yeah. I, I got to watch it. I watched it. Uh, well, I watched half of it in uh, with my girlfriend and her dad, and then I watched the other half. Uh, it was technically in the emergency room. He's fine. Whoa. Don't worry. He, he had uh, his like something happened with his colon, but right now. Actually, the update is he's bad totally, diarrhea. He's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, uh, so he's good. Yeah, so he's good. Uh, so, good but we watched that, and then we watched the last half at our friend's house, mm. and it was we watched. I watched it with New Englanders. If you were superstitious, you could be like, because the first half you guys didn't play good at all, so it could have been like. We went to the emergency room, and then all of a sudden, my team started destroying them. <laughs> when he started dying is when they did well. Let him go. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's so interesting. Like, you don't realize with sports, you feel good. And Wimmer, you care more about, like, the Steelers than I do the Chiefs, no doubt. But you... It's like beating a video game where like you beat it and then on screen it'll says like game, like the end or game over. Yeah. And in that second it just all dawns on you how it wasn't worth it. Or when it says congratulations, <laughs> yeah. it's the most hollow like, oh, shit. And you can see your reflection in the black TV yeah. and you're like, oh, no, I'm old. Like, <laughs> Well, if you think that's bad, think about the fucking quarterback who used roids to fucking get there. He's yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how do you mean? How do you I don't mean? know. I'm just <laughs> fucking around. I have no idea. I kind of tuned out a little bit. <laughs> I thought I knew what the point you were making was and then I came back in and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, Wimmer, did that point make sense, or was it just? I so I think that's because you're a very casual fan. I think there's a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans who are, I, I like who are, are so, still glowing, who are so diehard and have gone through so much heartbreak with so many with that's Elvis true. Gerback and even Alex Smith and stuff. And they got Joe Montana for that one year, and they almost they made it to the AFC Championship, and they lost. I mean, there was a lot Man, of I, close yeah. calls. I mean, Alex Smith. I'm learning so much about their history right now. <laughs> <laughs> when the Chiefs got Joe Montana, they were like, this is our chance to win a Super Bowl. And they like played a really a magical, and then they went to, like the, I think it was the AFC Championship, and they lost. And then um, uh, after that, they uh, Joe Montana retired instead of coming back for one more year. So it was one of those things where, like, they always said if Joe Montana came back, we might have won the next year. So there's, I just think, like, for Chiefs fans in general, it's a- Andy Reid, too, like, coached the – he coached the Philadelphia Eagles, who they went to, like, three straight NFC Championship games and lost every one of them. And then finally, finally got to a Super Bowl and then lost to the New England Patriots as a Philly. So, like, it was – I don't know. To me, it was, like, a lot – I was happy for them that they won. Yeah. But I was saying on the podcast, uh, there there wasn't really a villain because I like the 49ers too. So it was a little, yeah, it was a little less interesting. It's not as much fun probably to watch two heroes. Yeah, yeah. two good oh, guys fight. By the way, I, we talked about the commercials, the Super Bowl commercials last week. I did want to. Did anybody see the Oscars commercial? It was exactly. It was almost like we wrote it to make fun of bad <laughs> commercials. Yeah. Which one was it? The Verizon commercial. 
What was it? Okay, so his white background, Verizon Music starts. It's mm-hmm. a gay guy. And he's basically like, I came out to my family when I was 15 years old. And I moved away. And the way we keep in touch is through texting in the, the group chat. <laughs> and basically, like, he was basically, the Verizon was like, yeah, see that gay guy has service. Yeah, we look at us. <laughs> see? We gave him service. As if, like, if he stopped paying, you would yeah. let him have it still. Like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. You're you gay? can't do that. You can't just be like, see, he's gay. Buy my product. That's so funny. Fuck you. We're cutting off your service, like, but I'm gay. Like, All right, take another month. <laughs> and you can be a pedophile. Okay, that's basically... <laughs> it's so fucking like, why do people not see through this? I, yeah, I don't know. That is, that's it. But I think that's a new thing that like, it's a wrap on companies have to try so hard to appeal to us. Because like, you look at, you ever see like an ad, like historical ad from like the 50s? Yeah. yeah. First off, they're like three minutes long and they're just talking about the cereal. Yeah. yeah. Like in a very matter of fact they're manner. They're very for, serious and unironic and it's about baked beans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like four minutes. <laughs> baked beans. <laughs> Good. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Grateful, your husband. But you're right. Like now commercials have to fucking be so compelling. They show a man with Alzheimer's talking about his wife who's passed away yeah. to make you yeah. feel an emotional connection. That's like a cheat code, though. Yeah. Of course that's going to make someone emotional. Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah, I saw that one with with the guys like, this is this is the time. That, oh, the Google Assistant one. Was yeah. that the one? one? That everybody, shouldn't everybody even say their name that's what they want. Yeah, Just I say know. Parasite <laughs> as a fucking... Speaking of which, did you see, um, what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix's speech? Yeah. Where he's just like, be a vegan and and something else, and don't cancel people. <laughs> like two weird points. He literally, I, I, I tweeted about it. He literally he basically did like the alt right and the far left like speaking points. He literally went up and said, "Guys, things were so divided right now." And then three minutes later, it was like, "Fuck milk." Yeah. You're gonna put milk in your coffee, aren't you? You piece of shit. It's like, wait, you can't complain that we're divided and then. To be like fuck milk and if you use milk you're a shithead when everybody the next morning is about to make cereal and coffee yeah, like what yeah. are you doing <laughs> that is that is so often when people talk about how divided we are they're like the most divisive ones yeah. Jesus Christ he did yeah because there were some points it was just funny because he actually was making a lot of good points. If he had just let go of the vegan, you can't go yeah. that extreme. He was yeah. saying some stuff pretty articulately. Yeah, he was saying he was making some great points about veganism and stuff. He was basically just saying that like we've come all this way, and it's like, you know, the fact that we haven't, you know, figured out a more humane way to do this, or just be like, come up with. A way that we don't have to eat animals, essentially, is what he was saying, yeah. is kind of beyond him. He didn't. I, I think he didn't wh- call any. I'm sorry, but he didn't call anybody like a shithead. I feel like that's what Whitmer sees when he watches TV. <laughs> Somebody pointing no, at him like, "You're did. a piece of no, shit." No, he did. Yeah, he absolutely did because he was like, "They took the mother's milk without her consent, and the people put it in their coffee." It's like that's ba- that's a very aggressive thing to say. There's a there's a way of saying, "Hey, the dairy industry causes a lot of problems for global warming or something," and then like saying that we're stealing the cow's milk. Can we stop acting like all life is precious? There's seven billion people. There's seven billion of us. There's seven Seven billion miracles on the planet? Are you kidding me? Really? And cows? There would there be cows if we didn't eat them? 
like they would have gone extinct forever ago because yeah. we would have just been like, no, you you don't make it because this is Darwinism and you can't live in our world. I mean, there's barely any wild that, buffalo. Their survival technique was tasting fucking amazing. Yeah, their That's survival like other, technique other things is dependent build. on us eating them. Right. <laughs> other evolutionary adaptations are to like have poison or scaly skin or yeah. camouflage. Theirs is to have meat that is truly the tastiest thing on earth. A, a yeah. hamburger meat with a plain bun is yeah. among top five meals. Yeah, in and the it's world. not like plants don't also fuck up the environment. Like all the amount of space it takes to grow plants, the amount of pesticides you pour on them that kills other life. You're fucking shooting fucking foxes that are trying to eat your shit. Like you're that also has a lot but of collateral damage that no one's talking about. Right. Like there's no way you can humanely feed seven billion people. Right. I'm, there's no way. There's sorry. There's not. There isn't, so fuck you. There's no your way's not better than anybody else's, and I and if you're a vegan, that's awesome. I'm happy for you, but don't act like you're saving the world because you're really making no difference at all. I just can't wait for these quotes to be used against Nick one day. Uh, like I could just imagine like will a be the thing. yeah, like a political campaign one day. He's like, uh, Governor Joe Frank says Black Lives Matter. Nick Whitmer says, can we say that not all life is precious? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Governor Joe no. Frank says, plants are the solution to global warming. <laughs> Nick Whitmer says, it's not like the plants also don't fuck up the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Frank says <laughs> a, a, a pot in every I just and real quick wait wait wait, wait, wait for this ad will you just say the n-word real quick <laughs> <laughs> Joe Frank says Nick Whitmer says <laughs> you know how you know how the joke we talked about about like one of the biggest criticisms I'll go here one of the biggest criticisms of conspiracy theories is that somebody watches an eight minute YouTube video and now they're an expert on demolitions so, yeah. so they're like steel beams don't melt at those temperatures and I know that because I watched an eight minute YouTube video from someone who I don't even know made you can't do the same people do that with tweets they say like oh the environment it, oh, the meat industry is causing this percentage of fossil fuels and then they just go oh you're right the meat's the devil but then they don't actually think about the actual uh, complexity of the situation and that also plant-based diets also have a lot of uh, waste that comes from them it's like this it's not just an easy solution if everybody stopped eating meat tomorrow it wouldn't it would there would be another problem that it would be causing because that's what happens when you're feeding seven billion people at the same time that's yeah, just the we you're, live you're only saying because you're just a piece of shit with milk in this coffee <laughs> yeah yeah it's yes. not drinking I, so much milk. You make a good point. <laughs> Steal her her milk for her calves. Raping her in the asshole. Shut up. She. I feel like Joaquin Phoenix, like literally, because he he's. I think he's been on won all the awards, right for Joker. Yeah, yeah. I and so he means he gets to get, give speeches. Yeah. And he gave one where I don't know if we talked about it at the Golden Globes where. He started to say, like, and we all in this room, we don't need to be using our private jets. And yeah, as he was getting amazing. to that point, the fucking playoff orchestra music yeah. started playing. <laughs> so I was like, and we all what? don't need to be. Da, da, da. But I feel like he just acts so well. Like, he doesn't yeah. even want the award. He just wants two minutes of uninterrupted. Yeah, talking uh, time. Yeah, soapboxing about whatever he wanted. That's how and why he acts so well. He did a, a great speech at, like, the SAG Awards or something where he just basically, he, like, it was the speech he should have done at the Oscars where he just went by, he went through all the nominees. He's like, I used to, you know, audition all the time, and there was this one guy who would get all the all the parts, and we knew as soon as he walked in the door, he was going to get it. 
and that guy was Leo DiCaprio. And then he just like goes one by one and compliments all of his fellow nominees. Yeah. And it was like amazing. It's like so like, oh, this guy's a really nice, interesting guy. And instead he like didn't thank anyone. Yeah. He didn't thank a soul. They cut no. to the director of Joker afterwards Scott and he Phillips. looks so pissed afterwards. He's like, he didn't even fucking thank me <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I fucking wrote and directed wrote, that shit. Yeah. And ca- asked him to be in it. And put up with his shit for like three months. <laughs> thinking he's a fucking clown. Every other person in 1917, every yeah. fucking stagehand, <laughs> say, Sam Mendes, you're the man. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, Ricky Gervais nailed it in his speech at the, or in his, uh, not in speech, in his monologue jokes at the uh, the Golden Globes. is like, none of you people went to school and you're sitting up here lecturing us from your like fucking yeah. ivory towers. And it's That's the same so thing. Like, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was literally—he's a child actor. He was a child actor. He's been famous since he was like ten years old. So, like, not that his opinions aren't valid, but they're certainly not based in a reality that we're all experiencing. You know, like, and I—and I'm a person. I couldn't f- afford to finish college, so I left. I grew up on a mountain, whatever. So you could say, you know, shit about me in the same way, I guess. Not from the privileged standpoint, but from a yokel standpoint. Like, what are you talking about, you fucking mountain Listen, hick? If anyone, <laughs> if, if anyone's. But, Representing the privilege standpoint, <laughs> of the podcast, I think. I- yeah, so I don't want to just say, "Hey, just because of his background, he has no opinion or ground to stand on, or whatever." That's not exactly what I'm saying, but it is pretty. Like, who are you going to convince with that speech? Like, just thank people and make it about the fucking movie. Like, make it about the people who worked on the movie. That's what it's about. No one's there because they're, like, looking for a solution. No one's watching the show to be, like, with a notepad going, like, okay, where, how can we solve global warming? I really hope Leo wins because he'll tell us in his speech. But if he doesn't, I guess we're fucked. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I the, it's just to be, like, you don't do it in your movie. You know what I mean? You don't, like, fucking break the fourth wall in the middle of your movie to be, like, guys, this is an issue. It, uh, what, they should do that like alright I'm not gonna get the two minutes to talk at the awards cause I'm not a good enough actor <laughs> but I wanna get this shit out of here you're raping the earth and suckling from the it's teeth like you guys all you guys <laughs> live like in movie you guys li- <laughs> you guys literally yeah, live yeah. in Los Angeles like the uh, yeah. city invented in the, t- in, the, in the sense of like there's no natural water supply there's fucking uh, houses on cliff sides the whole fucking state is burning because it, I mean it's like all of all of LA is a human investation like it wasn't supposed to be that naturally so you took some unnatural shit to make it happen because we're humans and we're fucking amazing at fucking making that shit happen right it's like the netherlands you guys know the netherlands like used to be like under all this seawater and they made all these uh, don't laugh brett dikes and uh <laughs> dams and stuff and they- <laughs> <laughs> 15 and- minutes later <laughs> <laughs> and they literally like lowered the fucking sea level by using all these, these with the fucking like using pulleys and like fucking chains and like old school technology and like they re they basically um had all of this extra land that they developed on and that that's the fucking netherlands and it's like we can like humans manipulate nature all the time to to make shit work. Oh, I, I see kind of what you're saying. Because we're amazing. So, so how like, does that relate to... LA? You're saying LA is a shit city. My, it's like you can't, you sit there and you live in a city that had to be basically... Oh, miraculously. Yeah, by human intervention with nature, and then you're bitching about what we do to nature. It's like you live in LA. You do live yeah. in like the most inefficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's not naturally going to exist there. Right, but right. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. You know? And they all do have... Or many of them do have private 
Jets and the like. That's why the most inspiring or like the people you kind of got to also look at, even though it's, you know, we're trained to just be more enamored with the thing we recognize. Yeah. When Brad Pitt's on screen, I'm like, oh, shit. Because I just watched yeah. him for many hours. Yeah. But the people you should also listen to is like documentary short. The winner of that yeah. is a true to bones loves filmmaking for yeah. what it is because they are not they had to like take out a loan for their outfit yeah. you know what, yeah, what yeah. Else Chris and I look at each other immediately <laughs> what because when Louis C.K. gave the award for best documentary short did you ever see that clip no, uh, it's man. one of my Maybe favorite a, Oscar uh, moments. He he, all time. he you guys won keep talking. Award? No, he he uh, he um, presented the award for best documentary short. If you look up on YouTube, just uh, Louis C.K. best it. documentary Oscars, whatever, it'll come up. He does he does like this whole um, little speech about why best documentary short is his favorite award. And Whitmer's gonna pull. I it up, genuinely one, haven't seen this. Oh my god! And it's now one of my I'm worried you're like, oh, Brett, fucking just stealing points. <laughs> no, it's it's one of my favorite Oscars moments in the last like ten years. It's like I wish everybody presented an award that way. He's he did so well, and like you, it's, it's kind. It's such a shame that he's canceled. You know what sucks <laughs> is that like YouTube is filled with such fucking assholes who like. You think this is it, but it might not be it. So I'm hoping that there's this one is with the border that's by the, here to present the award yeah, this for is best it. documentary short film, which is my favorite award. This is easily my favorite subject. It really is because this is the one Academy Award that has an opportunity to change a life. Because I mean, I'm happy for all of you, but you came here winners and you're you're leaving millionaires. It's not going to make that big a difference. The rest of the Oscars are going to mansions and the homes of people with good unions and who will always work. These people, this is documentary short film. You cannot... It's not even documentary feature, you know? Al Gore got one of those and Michael Moore got... This is no... You cannot make a dime on this. You, these people will never be rich as long as they live. So this Oscar means something because all they do is tell stories that are important. Now you all do, but you also get rich. But these people, all they got is this Oscar is going home in a, in a Honda Civic. <laughs> the person who owns this, this Oscar is going to be the nicest thing they ever own in their life. It's going to give them anxiety to keep it in their crappy apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the nominees for Best Documentary Short oh, Amazing. Amazing. Uh, it's so amazing good. that he just did, like, almost just two minutes of yeah. true amazing stand-up comedy yeah. in the style of stand-up, but wasn't jokey joke. Yeah. Oh, man. That was such a perfect presentation. So, like, so honest about, so honest about that. Yeah. And it, it makes you wonder, uh, them, where, where, like, how does that do they reach out going to people? Hey, do you want to present? And then, you know, people who are currently in the limelight, like a Louis yeah. at that time, they say they volunteer for what they want to present. Yeah. I like, mean, it's like there's an opportunity for people who are plugging stuff or people yeah. who are just trying to stay in the light. There's also past winners. Like there's a, there's a lot that go into choosing. I don't know the exact science of it. Like but. they gave, they gave, um, you know, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph best 
costume design and production design. And they yeah. give Will Ferrell and Julia Lewis Dreyfus like editing and something yeah. some other technical work. I think they give them those awards because they're like, all right, this is a boring part that nobody cares about. Yeah. So but here's coincidentally have though, a comedian both of it. those those. F- duos have movies coming out right yeah so that's part of it too like they're like right. next to each other on presenting and then they're being funny and then like oh they have a movie out it's like yeah. and a lot of times companies will pay to have the commercial air during the oscars when they know that their people right. you know they do that at snl all the time like whenever someone's hosting snl they'll they'll yeah put the the trailer for whatever they're you know you know it'd be great to do if you're presenting an oscar to and had a movie coming out to go like, oh, and here are the nominees, and then just a clip of your movie plays that like promoting it. And you're like, oh shit, sorry, that's yeah. my new movie. <laughs> All right, now let's see the. I always thought it would be a really good bit. I don't know if I told you this before, but like, I always thought it would be a good bit at the Oscars to come out and be like. All right, we want to give a special award to a, a man who's been at the Oscars for like <clears throat> 30 years <clears throat> and he's never come and he's never won. And then you just show like clips of like Meryl Streep and stuff winning o- over and over and you give an award to her husband who has to <laughs> Like he's been like 30 uh, of those awards and he's just never gotten anything ever. That's so funny. <laughs> I so think that would be such a good bit for the Oscars. That is, very, that is a great bit. Isn't it weird that like, man, Christian, now you gotta write and or yeah. <laughs> present the Oscars one day. Exactly. Yeah. Better delete Twitter hilarious. now. Well, there's no I know, really. There's no hosts anymore. It's been, well yeah. they had Steve Martin and Chris Rock, but they they did great. Yeah. But that's kind of the thing now. They just have a comedian do a couple minutes up front and then that's it. Yeah, that's how terrible and toxic Twitter is. <clears throat> yeah. They literally canceled Oscar hosts forever. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one who they pick will not have a skeleton somewhere. And whoever they pick, someone will find something and they'll be like, well, one time in 1994. Yeah, but sometimes what people pick is not even a skeleton, though. That's what's frustrating, too. Yeah. It's not like, hey, guys, Kevin Hart actually murdered uh, 11 <laughs> yeah. children. Yeah. It's He had a tweet that was like, a bad joke and probably certainly not representative of a joke that would hit in this era. Yeah. We don't need to relitigate that. Yeah. Anyway, um, we wanted to talk. You missed last week and you were in yeah, Maine. Yeah, I was in Maine. And we were talking about it a little bit before when you walked in and it was really, the conversation was really funny so I was like, stop it. We're going to save it for the podcast. And yeah. Christian gets filled in now. So Brett was in Maine and uh, that's what he missed and he's demoing a house. Yes. Uh, de- demolishing it. Uh, yeah. Because his, uh, his girl, uh, girlfriend, bought a house in Maine and now it was like, the people who lived in it previously like really fucked it up. So now you're basically... So basically, stripping it and fixing it, right? Basically, yeah. The people D, my girlfriend D, bought a house. In the house, did I tell you, literally next to her parents? Yeah, yeah. And so we've been doing demo on it. I missed one week of the podcast and then another week of the podcast to demo the house. It's it's very far along now. Um, but it, the thing I told Whitmer that I I really do sincerely believe is. I've, I also have poured a lot into the, to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. I, now, D is one, my girlfriend. Technically, her, she owns the house. She owns the house. <laughs> it's her. She bought it with her own She money. obviously bought it. And she utilized boyfriend slave labor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want some reparations? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I, I, you know what I really do think? As I'm like, as I'm fucking swinging a crowbar for, you know, many hours a day, the thought that is in my head is like, I, I like have to now stay with her because I'm like, I better not be fucking 
breaking down this house for some other guy to come in <laughs> later in five years and then i just fucking gave him a very cushier setup yeah. in which to come into because my girlfriend owns a house and is renting it to people and yeah do- he's like oh babe i love this open kitchen <laughs> yeah i opened it asshole i took out that fucking counter yeah so that's that was like how i feel and uh, in a jokey way but that makes sense, doesn't it? It's yeah. like I've sunk so many hours into it. I yeah. have to. Time is money. Jokingly, women do stuff that <laughs> doesn't force, doesn't trap you, but <laughs> it encourages staying. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there was ever any yeah. leaving in my head, because there wasn't. I'm really happy in the relationship. But it but does further incentivize. Yeah. Sticking around. Brett walked in and he was like, Man, I hope I'm not building this house for the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I fucking felt. And I was like, That's one of the funniest things I've ever And heard. I hope she hasn't chosen to break yeah. up with me and then is like, I'm going to wait four months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he, you know, it's not as harsh. Yeah, <laughs> let me, let me yeah. wait until after he's uh, cleared the kitchen and shit. That's really, really That's funny. That's really funny. She's it's, about to have the conversation, and then she goes to Home Depot, and she's like, ah! <laughs> if I break up with him now, I'm just going to be able to carry that drywall back, so what's another couple months? <laughs> you know, did I tell you, uh, true story, you know, as all relationships have happened, we did get in a fight. While we were, did I tell you that? While we were demoing the house? Uh, maybe. I think so. Okay, well, we got in a fight, and it's just a retread of a point I've maybe You told made. me privately, and you use oh, a lot okay. of language you're probably not going to use. Well, this use. is an oh, dear. <laughs> 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 Jesus. <laughs> that man now I'm makes me feel like I talk like relentlessly. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I, I thought like I thought that was going to get a laugh, but Jesus, you guys let it go like that was a real thing. <laughs> well, because well, I was like. In my mind, initially, <laughs> I was like, he called her the N-word? Because <laughs> that's like usually when people always said a word you're not allowed to say. I was like, wow. That was right? clearly a joke. Very <laughs> facetious. But oh in my head, I was like, oh, shit, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Christian's not fucking around. What did I say? No. Uh, but it, it, we got in a, uh, like a, a, you know, a spat, so to speak, while demoing the house. And I don't know. Have you ever gotten in a fight with your significant other while each of you is holding a crowbar? <laughs> you actually, I think, yeah. have to trust each other more. Yeah. You really do. But also, it was the right time to get in the fight. <laughs> yeah. It is while you're demoing a house. Yeah. Because then you can immediately proceed to just smash shit. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if you punch a hole in the wall at home, you're a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you do it there, it's like, good job, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that wall's got to get out of here. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> and she just keeps... I, it made me wonder uh, what's like... Because you know, I'm riled up when we get in a fight. It was like, did she intentionally get in a fight with me? <laughs> yeah, to, like, <laughs> to motivate you. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Uh, that's really funny. It's like, wow, that that wall's really not going to get done. Uh, <laughs> what can noon. I say to Brett to get him, get a rise out of him? That's kind of like women are uh, people. Uh, women dominate men in a, in a certain way that it's goes sneaky. unnoticeable. It's so sneaky. <laughs> like I would think, like people, like I think there's like a bad rep with like men and domination of women, and in the sense of like one is society, like the patriarch, then the two is the all like sexual stuff is seemingly like porn is always like male domination over women, like coming in faces and things like that. But like one day you'll find yourself, you know, at Bed Bath and Beyond, and you're like picking out curtains. 
and everything you're wearing was bought for you by <laughs> your girl and you're like I'm I was dominated I didn't even notice <laughs> I'm wearing all the shit she bought for me I'm picking out curtains it's a I'm subtle. at Bed Bath and Beyond like yeah. what I was dominated it's like dissolving of you yeah just like I it's mean, slow that, it's it's coy yeah. it's it's smart it's decades it's smart. in the making oh, it's yeah. a real heist men it's like their version it's a heist of identity men's version yeah. is like smash and grab like it's yeah. just very like yeah it would be like a quick dominate it would be a yeah. quick yeah. like she there's... robbed the bank by taking like a 50 bucks here 50 bucks there yeah, yeah. <laughs> over long, the course of the year God, she's like yeah. I got all of it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you idiots yeah. banging on the yeah. front door with a gun in your hand <laughs> yeah. fucking idiots <laughs> one guy got left behind <laughs> you're wearing masks yeah. like idiots yeah that's really funny I think I think you're absolutely right I think uh yeah, I, I had a, I thought about what you said, but you you, you just made me uh, think of a couple I saw recently. Do you ever see a couple, just about like couple fighting? Because you know, D and I don't get in too many fights, and I actually feel like some fights can be productive. Yeah, I mean they kind of are in a way, though they suck to have happen. Yeah, um, I think it's healthy to get in like a good healthy fight every like. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, every couple months or whatever, you know, you yeah. fight about money or you fight about, you know, whatever. It's always Dude, like, what? you always come out clear on the other end. Yes, if it's a good relationship. And, yeah. But don't you feel like watching a couple fight is like the best shit ever? No. No, it's, I hate, I hate it. it. Really? It's so tense no, and so it. odd. Louis and his special that got leaked, it wasn't a special, his hour that got leaked, had one of the funniest fucking observations about a couple that needs to go through a divorce. And he's like, you're just like in fighting in public and it's like you're just with a couple and they're like, oh yeah, you know, last Tuesday. And she's like, it was actually Wednesday. And then (laughs) it starts the whole thing. And Like I've been in that room before and I'm like, just get a divorce, break up. Like, what are you doing? I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, but that's like a friend if you were in a with f- around friends but in public do you uh, wa- watching people what christian yeah i'm really sorry but i gotta bring this up it was do like it. i was listening to tom segura's podcast and he's talking about how one time him and his wife were at a dinner party at their neighbors that they didn't really know that well so it's a full like dinner and this guy like made steaks for everybody and he's talking like oh tom so like how's comedy blah, 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 and they're talking and then uh he's like the the husband who's made steaks for everybody at his house and he's like Oh yeah, yeah. I used to be a swimmer, and I gotta get in shape or something like that. And then his wife just goes, "Yeah, you're really fat. You're really out of shape." <laughs> he's like, "What?" And Tom's like, "And this guy was like in good shape. Like he's <laughs> like, he looks great." And 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 uh, Tom's like, "If he's out of shape, like what about me?" He's like, "He looks great." And then the guy goes, "Thank you, Tom." <laughs> 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 and then she goes, "Well, he doesn't look like how he used to look. I mean." It's like whatever and then they go and she was not anybody to talk <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they're, so they're saying they're like there is like they're not like the only ones at this dinner party it's like a couple God, that, a few yeah. couples watching this and then like she's saying some shit and then at some point the husband just goes hey like rachel do you like your life <laughs> oh <Whoa>. jesus <laughs> do, do you like your life Oh my god! She shuts the fuck up and just drinks her wine. Now I'm like, that is the most Uh, tense shit I've ever heard in my life. I hate it. I that that would be amazing. No, we should get in a fight on this podcast, Christian. What? But one of those like subtle, like kind of trying to keep up appearances, but clearly it's there. The fissures. Like like Whitmer says something. I'm like, oh yeah, Brett's here finally. 
It showed up this time. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. good. Whatever. I love it. Let's get in a fight. I love. Cool. I hate. No, yeah. I'm fine. This I'm is fine. why I say I love couple fights. I saw with with Jordan. Uh, the funniest because when you watch a couple whose default is like they're not happy with each other yeah, it's so funny we were getting into our car and we had parked and so we were just outside of a random house in a neighborhood like Airbnb and um, it was there was snow on the ground and we were watching a man and a woman walk into the house and the uh, woman tripped and fell in the snow and the man holding a few pizzas after seeing his girlfriend or wife trip and fall into the snow, the first thing he said was, well, don't cry about it. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> and you're like, awesome. in that situation, what would you do with your girlfriend you'd, or wife? You'd laugh at least go, yeah. or make sure they're okay. Yeah. yeah. First, make sure they're okay, then laugh. Then laugh. This dude's like, it's and football practice. Yeah, so don't cry about it. Get up. That's and then amazing. she goes, I'm trying, Randy. <laughs> oh, man. It had to be Randy. Well, then do it. It was like so fucking funny. I, that's what I meant by couple fights. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, I, okay. I know what you mean. You just see this random interactions or whatever. Uh, Sarah, I really enjoy Like, we had neighbors. They don't live with us anymore, um, across from us anymore. But, like, they would just start fighting randomly and screaming at each other. And Sarah was, like, like, ear up against the door, like, listening to everything. And I'm just, like, I'm, like, come on. Their lives are falling apart. Who cares? I don't, like, I think I grew up part of the reason why I think I'm a comedian and also part of the reason why I, I, I'm not really good with conflict is because I feel like I grew up with, like, there was always a lot of tension in the room. Uh-huh. It was always, like, my dad and stepmom fighting or my stepdad and mom fighting or my mom and dad fighting. There was a lot of divorce and stuff. And yeah. I just feel like when there's always tension in the room you're always like going like hey so what's you know what i mean like you always have that instinct to jump in and say something to cut it yeah and i think that's part of the reason and then i i'm really bad at conflict is because like i just hate those moments i hate them i hate them so much Mm, see i yeah i think maybe there's a correlation between how happy the marriage was and how much someone enjoys watching couples fight yeah. i gotta tell you i've learned more about myself from this podcast i gotta say yeah. <laughs> i open up i start talking i'm like holy shit i never realized that i'm actually an God interesting person right. <laughs> i always worry with the podcast i'm like what if i just permanently run out of things to say you never will oh i have already <laughs> <laughs> he's like there's a reason why i haven't said anything in seven minutes. final episode no. of odier <laughs> i uh, i do like uh i I, th- I don't remember where this happened but i did remember hearing like some couple at some point like I think it was one of my friends or something with his girlfriend, but like it was really odd, and I like just like changed the way I perceived them because it made me feel weird. He like he grabbed his girlfriend and went into another room. He's like, "Don't talk to, don't talk to me like that in front of Christian." What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. She wasn't even being. She was just kind of being like shitty a little bit, but not like. Just like one of those like little like you know when girlfriend or it's a normal thing to like make yeah. kind of half roast jokes exactly yeah your boyfriend she, and he like grabbed her by the arm and was like don't don't embarrass me in front of Christian <laughs> so I do that now like I'll, I'll say that to, to people yeah I'll say that. don't embarrass me in front of <laughs> but I'll do it for like if Whitmer's in for the room I'll be like, yeah, yeah I'll be like don't embarrass me in front of Whitmer <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it was it, who what type of yeah. relationship did you have it was just like a friend and then <laughs> that happened he really like, thought highly of you apparently though. I was like ugh I don't even think that highly of me <laughs> it's fucking crazy but before we go I do want to talk about one last thing I was yeah, on the road with, I was on the road with Jordan 
and we're in the car. So uh, Jordan is calling all his family members. At one point, he calls Mama Raybould. Yeah. So Mama Raybould, apparently, Willa has been, uh, she's a big fan of the movie Cats. Oh my she God, loves really? cats, but she loves how bad it is. Okay. Yes. To the point, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the point where she's been, she went to the theater and <laughs> took videos of it on her <laughs> iPhone. So she has the whole movie on her phone <laughs> and has been sending clips to everybody, <laughs> which is the funniest pirating thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, I've seen in no particular order. I've just seen like a third of cats. Uh, just so from funny. and I didn't even watch all her videos. Yeah. I didn't watch every cat's video she sent, and I've seen a third of cats. This movie is fascinating to me because yeah. they keep pulling it in and like making changes as if taking away Judy Dench's watch is going to make it a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like they they're, make, putting, they're making changes yeah, to it. Yeah, they're, they're going to re-release it again. Like they're literally reanimating a lot of the movie. Yeah, they're, they're, no, this is a dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to race it on the tracks. Yeah. It's a it, dead it, horse. It wasn't like when it came out, there was this huge demand. Everybody went and was disappointed, so they're yeah. recutting it. Nobody wanted to see it. No, no one needed this yeah. movie. People went. No one wanted it to see it because of it's how like bad it a was. train wreck. Yeah. Funny, and how over the top the outfits are. It's people weren't like. I don't think anyone really likes cats. I think My it has does. one song. Really? Yeah. Sarah, like, what does she like about it? Because it's not I, really a good story, I right? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Actually, I would like to ask her about that. If it's always been kind of an ironic. It was a huge hit. It was oh, a monster yeah, hit. Yeah. Cats the Musical was humongous, but yeah. I always watched it going like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But that's always me with all musicals. I don't like musicals. I never a, saw it. I don't like I, I, the The whole idea of a musical, someone explained it to me. And it's really funny. I was having almost like a debate with a musical theater nerd, and like they're talking about like, well, and the thing about musicals is that the reason why they're singing is because it's supposed to be a suspension of reality, and things get so crazy that the only way that that character can possibly emote is through singing. And I go, oh, so I don't buy any musical then, because <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that's not a good explanation for someone singing every word for no reason of a sentence. Sorry, but that's like. You're trying to tell me that, like, sharks and jets and shit, like, you can't just call that guy a bitch? Like, <laughs> you needed to just break out in song and have dance choreography they're to it? They're saying because it, uh, the character's having such a tough time dealing with the yeah. situation they're in? Yeah, that's theoretically how, why musical. Yeah. Like, I always say, like, I don't find musicals an effective story method because it's so distracting to yeah, me so. from everything. And then their point, that was their point that, oh, well, yeah. in a musical theater, the people break out in a song because that's the only possible way they can emote how they're feeling. It is funny West Side Story that was like I hate this guy so much I gotta flip <laughs> <laughs> I can't convey it without snapping several times it's I the mean, only way you're absolutely right I they're more unbelievable than ever I can believe aliens and mummies from ancient times have you agreed but you really can't believe one man or woman yeah. would break out into song I remember we saw Sweeney Todd when it came out in theaters, and my friend uh, Greg didn't know it was a musical. <laughs> so as soon as we sit down, we start watching. He's like, "Oh, this is like cool Tim Burton movie, Johnny Depp. All right, I'm in." And then they start singing. He goes, "Oh, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? That's that's the perfect like. I hate I hate Tim Burton so much. I hate musicals so much, and I hate Johnny Depp so much. Like I never have seen a second of that movie. Like yeah. I wouldn't even entertain it if I was flipping through the channels and I saw it was." I wouldn't even pause for a second. That's how little interest I if have. If you were on an island, Weber, there was only one DVD to watch. I just wouldn't <laughs> watch it. Okay. 
You know what I would do? I would take the DVD and I'd flip it around and I'd use the sunbeam to see if I can reflect the sunbeam using the back of the DVD onto some grass and catch it on fire and start a fire. Mm. It's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I always love when people answer questions <laughs> not in the spirit. <laughs> yeah, Brett. Good question, idiot. Dude, That's what I would fuck, do. Dude, don't, don't embarrass me in front of Christian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're out of time, guys. Thank you so much. It was good to be back for everybody, and uh, we'll be uh, yeah back next Tuesday. See ya. Enjoy. Later. Bye.